This episode of the Ed Curation Podcast is sponsored by Musico. Musico is a comprehensive, differentiated digital platform helping K-12 guitar, ukulele, and modern band programs boost student engagement and increase enrollment. Teachers save time with skill tracking and assessment tools. Musico was named 2022's GSV Elite EdTech Startup, and it's used in over 250 school districts, supporting more than 10,000 students and 300 teachers. The mobile-friendly app contains over 400 fun, relevant songs from the 1950s to today. Free teacher and student accounts are available. Find Musico at edcuration.com or through the links in the episode notes. You're listening to the Ed Curation Podcast. We're bringing you stories from educational leaders about the instructional resources, practices, and movements that are reshaping learning. Hi, everyone. This is your host, Christy Hemingway. I'm excited to announce that Ed Curation was recently awarded the EdTech Digest Educational Leadership Award for the 2023 Speaker, Author, or Podcaster of the Year. We're grateful to all the super smart, interesting and engaging guests who have shared their experience and expertise with our listeners. And I'm also grateful to the many hosts and producers of all the podcasts that I love and listen to because they've been my own podcasting mentors in many ways. National Public Radio and my local Colorado Public Radio host some of my favorites. And that is why I'm thrilled today to bring you one of CPR's shows made especially for students and their teachers. This is Music Blocks, a podcast about the building blocks that make up your favorite sounds, whatever you love to listen to. Music Blocks is an Ambi award-winning podcast that explores how songwriters and composers use sound to express their emotions and share their experiences. Each episode runs about five minutes making them ideal for classroom bell work, anticipatory sets, and discussion starters or writing prompts. Music Blocks was developed with middle and high schoolers in mind, but it's fun for listeners of any age. Hosted by Luis Antonio Perez and Rebecca Romberg, the show spans genres, cultures, and eras to inspire listeners to explore music more deeply. Rebecca Romberg is a producer and manager on numerous CPR podcasts, including Back From Broken and Systemic, and she is a co-host and lead producer of Music Blocks. She joined Ed Curation to help us learn more about Music Blocks and using the broadcast as a classroom resource. Our team was interested in, in creating a show that would serve people. And so part of the development process was talking to teachers and asking them what they needed. A lot of it was like something small that's a conversation starter. One of the things that we heard a lot was like, we're not looking as teachers to be replaced. We are looking for resources to be able to like use as a jumping off point. And so the microcast idea felt like a really good fit for that because it's something that fits into classroom time. It's a jumping off point for teachers So as far as the format goes, we have a theme that centers each episode. And so our first season was about emotions in music. Our second is about storytelling in music. And each episode is essentially kind of a sampler of how musicians express 
those ideas through music. And it invites listeners to kind of engage a little bit more deeply with the music that they're listening to and think about, wow, well, like, how is Beyonce expressing how bad she feels? Or how how does this operatic composer communicate like a love story? Chinese pop singer Jane Zhang is having a bad day. She's short on cash, her car broke down. Stupid boss don't like me. Spill hot coffee on my blue jeans. But she has a way to cope, and she shares it in her song, Dust My Shoulders Off. She reminds herself that life goes on and turns to music for comfort. Things are going wrong. I turn on my favorite song. Dust my shoulders. my shoulders off. Those words feel carefree, and the percussion mixed with the gentle vocal melodies feel light as a feather. So um, there are these bite-sized pieces for kids to be able to kind of engage with and, and explore the idea further. You incorporate a lot of popular music that kids are listening to and that they know and mix that or juxtapose it against more classical music, more traditional music, more international styles of music in order for them to get a broader experience, right? Yeah, it's a huge priority for us that every episode is diverse in the type of music that you're hearing, the culture that it's representing, and the era that it comes from. Rebecca and I were joined by Carla Aguilar. Carla is the educational consultant for Music Blocks. She has a background in music and music education, and she currently teaches at Metropolitan State University in Denver, Colorado, preparing students to become music teachers. In the concept development stage, Carla emphasized the importance of cultural and musical diversity, and she continues to work with the team to develop the content for each episode. We start by talking to educators. Carla is basically our number one source for trying to figure out what subject matter is actually going to be useful in a classroom. Carla's helped us come up with basically the all of the concepts that we've used as central ideas for each season. And so once we kind of come up with an idea of what the season is going to be, if I use the emotions season as an example, uh, Carla suggested, well, use the emotions wheel as what types of episodes you're going to feature. We have that... Um, wide range of music experience on our team. And so then we go to this spreadsheet and basically just do a brain dump of different ideas of music that would fit into each category. And then from there, we select the examples that are going to kind of communicate the idea really quickly because these are so bite-sized and also represent the different, you know, cultures and genres and eras that we're looking to Include And so a lot of the time, like we'll have two really great examples of contemporary music, but we have to pick one of them because it's not necessarily serving our listeners um, or the students to just hear what they know. But it's also a way to, to kind of hook them in and, and leverage the fact that they do love music. And this is a way to kind of get at that. In The Legend of Zelda video games, a brave young adventurer sets off to fight enemies and rescue a princess. An uplifting and heroic-sounding theme song underscores the story. 
composer Koji Kondo gave the music pounding beats, like a warrior charging forward. And the contour of the melody climbs up and down in pitch, like the twists and turns in an epic story. From there, we take the the episode idea and we send it back to Carla, make sure that the musical ideas that are represented feel sound. Uh, Carla, do you want to talk about that part of the process a little bit more? Sure. I think there's like a scripting process that goes along with that. So it's really helpful for me to like read through like what are the prompts, the um, verbal prompts that the podcasters are going to use and then like what are the musical examples that they're going to include in that. So yeah, sometimes it gets sent with two or three different musical examples. And sometimes there's edits to those or somebody even brings in a new selection that wasn't in the the spreadsheet. Like there's like, oh, wait, here's a whole different song that we didn't think about. Rebecca, does your team all have musical backgrounds as well? Brad, who we've mentioned, who's the executive producer of our department, has a degree in music. Mm -hmm. And so that's been hugely helpful in the production of this show. Um, I personally, you know, grew up as a band and choir kid. I have sung in a variety of different chorales and things like that. So I have exposure and a certain level of training, but not really formal training. And then a lot of the other people on our team, we just have diverse experiences. And so there's diverse tastes and um, exposure to different types of music from around the world and different genres and eras and things like that. Yeah, which I think is such a lovely component, the eclectic nature of the music that kids are exposed to through the podcast. So I'm just curious if the listeners or your or the educators that incorporate the podcast into their instruction ever send you requests about certain styles of music or certain concepts in music or content of any kind. Every time we speak to educators who have heard about the show or who have actually used it in their classrooms, we learn so many more important things about like how we should be making the show. For example, we learned that having Spanish language transcriptions was going to be hugely useful for a lot of teachers. And so that was something that we didn't necessarily start doing when we created the show, but now is a standard practice for us. What grade levels are you seeing this used in most commonly? I mean, I, I've started listening to the podcast. I learn things every time I hear it. I really enjoy it as an adult, just learning about music. But I'm wondering what um, what grade bands typically are benefiting. I think the target audience is like middle school and high school students. I think we're thinking about teachers that are teaching in a music appreciation class that might want some different units of things that they could like help students through to understand different musical concepts and different ideas that are translated through the art of music. Or if it is an ensemble class or a guitar class, piano class that students might be taking, that this would be just like a supplement that teachers would have every once in a while. They could have this as like a way to foster discussion. So we're listening to music, which I think from my professional perspective is an area of growth that we have in music education, especially in the middle school and high school levels. Teachers spend a great deal of time performing music and working on the performance aspects of music. And there, this is an opportunity to add in listening and listening to music just for the joy and learning of listening to music and not just for, oh, listening to the piece that we're playing or listening yeah. for a similar kind of idea, but just something that's completely different that helps 
support listening, which we know is an important aspect of music. And Christy, it means a lot that you said that you learned from it too, um, because that's also been kind of a fun surprise now that it's out in the world is that, as Carla said, the it's sort of designed for middle and high school students, but we've heard that everyone from elementary school students to just like their parents actually do enjoy listening and, and they, they get something out of it. So that's been cool. Yeah, definitely. My husband is a professional musician and he also teaches privately, but I shared it with him as soon as I discovered it and he started listening to it and recommending it to all of his students. Oh, that's great. That's yeah. lovely. So there are, for the teachers who are classroom teachers and who are incorporating this, there are additional resources, right? Could you talk about that and also tell teachers where they can find those things and access them? Sure. They're on the Music Blocks website. I know that's where we can find that information. And I think mostly we just have discussion questions, sort of some prompts for teachers to consider. There's one or two questions per episode for the teachers to ask the students or to tweak or modify that would be more appropriate for their own classroom use. I think the idea like we've been saying is just to like, it could be at the end of a class or halfway through a class or maybe at the beginning, I don't know, it could happen anytime during a class, but just to, to foster a little bit of discussion with that. One of the things that happens in the in the podcast is they're like, well, what what songs would you choose? They almost always end with that, which I think is a very clever way to get to continue that conversation and ask the students potentially in the classroom, like what are what's something that's coming up for you? This episode of Music Blocks is nearly finished. So take a minute and think of music that makes you feel empowered. Are there big beats, uplifting words? What story does your music tell? I think this is a really effective way to build relationships with students. And I think this is one of the most important aspects of being a teacher is having that connection with a student. Because if a stu students then come and or they'll send me now links, have you heard this piece? How, what about this? And so like now I get even my college students will send that to me. But I would have, you know, been felt so much um, happiness for my middle school or high school students to send me those kinds of things too. So just so I can make, build that relationship. We want to hear from our students about what's resonating for them and what's relevant for them. That's so lovely. And it is very relational and it's kind of intimate. I have a friend group that what we've started to do on our birthdays is create a playlist around something that we're feeling or wanting to think about, and then asking each of the people in the friend group to contribute a song or two to the playlist. So like one of my friends just had a birthday and she started a strong women playlist and asked all of us to contribute a song about or by a strong woman. And I did, um, my playlist was the United States. I wanted songs about different places in the United States. It's become just this really lovely, kind of intimate, way that we have of sharing and gifting one another without spending any money. And so I'm thinking of the potential of the social emotional learning aspect of doing things like that with your students in, in a classroom. For those music teachers or aspiring musicians who are listening, today's sponsor, Musico, will get you not only listening to, but playing your own music with comprehensive, systematic, and differentiated instruction for guitar and ukulele. This is Dan Mascola, founder of Musico, the top-rated guitar, ukulele, and modern band teaching platform for K-12 schools. 
We're proud to sponsor this episode of the Ed Curation Podcast. Our mission at Musico is to modernize music education in schools by boosting student engagement with fun, relevant materials and save time for teachers using skill tracking, songwriting, and video assessment tools. Musico makes music more accessible for more students in your district using existing resources and staff. Find Musico at edcuration.com or just click the link in the episode notes. And I know that this is all free and freely available through Colorado Public Radio and through the website there at Music Blocks. Are you able to to see or to follow up or to know who is using this and how it's being incorporated in classrooms? Yes and no. That's a tricky question. Because it is a podcast, we do have a certain level of like analytics that we have access to. But what we do know is that it means a lot to the people who have used it and reached out to us. We have a feedback form on our website. So I'll make a quick plug for that. If you do end up using and loving Music Blocks or not loving Music Blocks, we'd really love your feedback because it helps us make the show better. But when we go to places where there are a lot of teachers, having a teacher come up to our table and say, oh, I love music blocks, or, oh, my my friend told me that I need to use this in my classroom. Like, just knowing that there are people who are loving it, are championing it, means a lot to our team. And, you know, that's the reason you make it, is so that it can be useful and and actually, like, reach the kids. Yeah. Do do either of you have a favorite episode that you really loved working on? I know it's like asking you to choose a favorite child. The good episode, like feeling really good, I think is what it's called, is definitely, I think, a a fan favorite, a crowd pleaser. It's it just makes you feel good. It's really nice. Uh, So I definitely recommend that one. Chinese pop singer Jane Zhang is having a bad day. She's short on cash. Her car broke down. Stupid boss don't like me. Spill hot coffee on my blue jeans. But she has a way to cope. And she shares it in her song, Dust My Shoulders Off. She reminds herself that life goes on and turns to music for comfort. Things are going wrong. I turn on my favorite song. And dust my shoulders. Dust my shoulders off. Those words feel carefree, and the percussion mixed with the gentle vocal melodies feel light as a feather. Today on Music Blocks, we're talking musical stories of empowerment. And I think for me, one of my favorites that I got to work on was the Stories About Work episode partially because I got to include nine to five by Dolly Parton. And that was like <laughs> career peak for me, but um, that's, I, I do really like that episode. It was fun to, um, to dig into some of those stories. Are you a country music fan? You know, it's so funny. I, I'm not, but my father um, is definitely like an old school country music guy. And in high school, I remember I'm the youngest of three. So when I was the last kid in the house after dinner, my dad and I would just go to YouTube and he would play me like old Merle Haggard or, um, there's a song called 
dropkick me Jesus through the goalposts of life, like just yeah. kind of those, those, um, or, um, numbers by Bobby, like, you know, Bobby bear. And so I do, I do have a love for some of that, like old school classic country. And obviously the storytelling in that genre is pretty spectacular. So that's something that we spent a lot, or I spent a lot of time thinking about when we were creating the second season. Getting ready for a day of work or school can be a pain. But somehow, American country music singer Dolly Parton manages to make it sound exciting in her song, Nine to Five. Tumble out of bed and I stumble to the kitchen Pour myself a cup of ambition and yawn and stretch and try to come to life Today on Music Blocks, we're clocking in. It's all about work. Get ready for stories about putting your hours in with machine-like tempos, call and response, and lyrics about how working makes us feel. What about you, Carla? I like the love episode in our storytelling one. I mean, I love a good love story. I mean, I love Taylor Swift. Love might just be the number one subject for songwriters. And musicians often take inspiration from classic love stories. Taylor Swift did this with her hit song, Love Story. She describes a love at first sight situation. We were both young when I first saw you. I closed my eyes and the flashback starts. I'm standing there. But then she sings about how things are a little bit more complicated. Just like in Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. The drums kick in, the pace picks up, and then we learn that this love story has a triumphant ending. Almost like fireworks going off. So I'm curious, as an educator of music educators, we're becoming less and less siloed, I think, in our approach to education. We're finding ways to be more integrated, which is something that I believe strongly in and kind of always have. And I'm wondering what creative ways you're seeing teachers integrate music into all different content areas, not just music educators. Yeah, I have a connection with some of the people who work for the Colorado Department of Education and the content area specialists from uh, an English person that's like focused on reading and literacy and English language and social studies. Um, science is another one that kind of comes that comes up with STEM and STEAM ideas that that are connected. And I know I share this with them and I think they share music blocks with their networks also. So it's interesting to see some people making those connections, especially in our story, our stories of our lives season, which is season two. So just thinking about some of those things, I think what happens is like the social studies teacher can say like, here's what was happening in these different places. And this is how these get translated in different ways. An English teacher could talk about like the lyrics, the poetry, the particular words that might be used and things like that, and how those get translated to to have emphasis or less emphasis or sounds or different things like that. In science, some of the electronic pieces that we have or use of electronics come up. And so there's more with like computer science um, and different kinds of distortions and things like that, that musicians might be using 
to tell their story or show share a part of their art that show up and can and a science teacher could talk about it too. Those are some ideas that I have that could be present for use of music blocks um, with students in those different content areas. Yeah, it's amazing too when you start to learn a little bit even about the neuroscience of what music does in our brains and how it helps increase attention and retention. And I mean, we can all sing songs that we heard when we were kids that we haven't heard for 20 years and somehow we remember, but oftentimes we can't remember what was on the quiz that we took, you know, yesterday. So just the potential of incorporating music with core content, you know, academic content is huge. It's kind of like a superpower. Yes. Educationally. So what can we expect from upcoming episodes, upcoming seasons, um, new resources, ideas? Where is Music Blocks going? Some of that is still sort of under lock and key. We can say that we're we're discussing ideas for season three. We're brainstorming different ways to get this in front of more people. So thank you for having us. Thank you for having us on the show. And hopefully some of the listeners find this useful. But yeah, we're exploring all kinds of different ways to just make the show more robust, make the show more useful to to the teachers and students who are using it. Yeah. And for those who are listening, where can they find Music Blocks? Where are all the places that you're available? Probably everywhere, I'm guessing, that people get podcasts. Yeah. So you can find the episodes, like you said, anywhere you get your podcasts, whether that's uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, you know, whatever your app of choice. We also have all of the episodes online at CPR.org or at musicblockspodcast.org. And you can find the questions that Carla writes. Those are in the show notes for every episode or in the posts on our website. Is there anything that you'd love for our listeners to know about Music Blocks that I haven't asked you? Two things come to mind for me. One thing that has been really special for me as a creator on this show is that one of the pieces of feedback that we've gotten from teachers is just gratitude for being thought of. And that has been so rewarding and so touching to me because I think teachers are some of the hardest working people in our society, and they are also so often just underappreciated. And and so it, it meant a lot to us that we did make this for teachers and to hear that that made an impact was was really special. I wanted to make sure to give a special plug to um, my co-host, Luis. He was like a pioneering hip hop DJ in Chicago. He has a really, really great musical background. He has turned me on to so many different Latin artists. He is fabulous. He brings, I think, our team, going back to just the diversity of music experience on our team, it's a lot of different types. And I think that serves the podcast well. Carla, do you have any last words for our listeners? I think what I find so valuable about Music Blocks is this process of listening. And I think just taking time to slow down and really listen, it's not always a focus of what we're doing in the classroom because we're preparing for the next thing or we're doing the next thing. And just taking a few minutes to sit with students and talk with them about what they listened to, about what they heard and any things that are coming up, I think can just really bring such richness to that classroom environment and can really help foster great connections between teachers and students. 
You can find Music Blocks wherever you get your podcasts. All episode references along with the Music Blocks website are linked in the episode notes along with today's sponsor, Musico. Music teacher Matthew Wonkin from Lakeville North High School in Lakeville, Minnesota says, I like that Musico is an online practice and assessment tool that is self-paced, but most of all, I love that it offers contemporary songs in various genres, soft rock, hard rock, country, pop. I knew that would really appeal to my students. Along with Musico, you'll find resources for every content area and grade level, from core curriculum to intervention, supplemental and education technology tools of all kinds, and even professional learning at edcuration.com. We curate high-quality, evidence-based instructional resources to get better tools into classrooms faster for the best student outcomes and to make teachers' lives easier. If you have a favorite tool or resource you'd like to share with the Ed Curation audience, please leave us a comment or contact us through our website. We hope you'll join us to reshape learning on the next episode of the Ed Curation Podcast.